my still my favorite part in that episode is Andy walking off the stage with the microphone and the keyword just and goes boom. <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! Uh, this is gonna be a good one. <laughs> All right, welcome to Scotch and Splenda, the podcast that tastes like the office, but gets you drunk like putting your hand on a coworker's knee, then jumping a fence and moving to Costa Rica. <laughs> Here on Scotch and Splenda, we're talking about anything and everything, the office, but most importantly, theories, side stories, and what ifs. We are your co-regional managers. As always, I am AJ. I'm BJ. And I am Nick. And on this episode, we're talking everything Toby Flenderson. Ugh. <laughs> is that the general consensus? Is that the general consensus? Ah, yeah, it's just Everything weird. Toby, man. Uh, Everything Toby. We so, need to do an episode where we talk about something we like. That's a good point. We, we are <laughs> not there yet. Yeah. Huh? Unpopular opinion. I really enjoyed Toby. I, uh, you know what? I kind of, I'm, I'm on the fence, all right? No, no pun intended. But uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of on the fence with this one. So, uh, But yeah, Everything Toby. Everything Toby Flenderson this week. But guys, first, we want to make sure to give a very quick reminder that while you're listening, while you're here, uh, that if you're going to be listening, make sure you leave us a five-star review. Drop us your fan theory while you're at it so we can read it on the show. We want to we wanna hear your theories. Absolutely. We want to know what you think. Yeah, we need to know your theories. This is the fuel. This is the cannon fodder for the or show. Or if you want to just type in there like what your favorite whiskey is. We'll, we'll talk about that. Maybe I'll, right. we'll try to find a bottle we'll drink to you. Yeah. Drop it, drop it, drop us, uh, drop us a line, guys. Make sure you do it in your review. If you would rather shoot us an email, you can do that at scotchandsplendapodcast at gmail.com. Throw us your fan theory. We will read it here on the air like we're about to do right now. Today's fan theory comes from Parker Anderson. So thank you, Parker, for submitting a theory to us. And he has a fantastic one for us to, t- mm-hmm. to talk about today, Jess. Okay. On the Golden Ticket episode, Michael actually does place the tickets in different shipments, but Daryl and the warehouse crew sabotage Michael in an attempt to get him fired in retaliation for his frequent mistreatment of the warehouse. Oh my Holy God. Oh boy. smokes. This bad boy can run deep. That is a, that's a very specific uh, fan theory to a very specific episode, but I love the it. build up to that, that covers a lot of episodes. So let's, let's talk, boys. What do you guys think? Well, yeah, about, about when was this? In 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 the series was this season that was season six, five, five episode nineteen golden ticket okay so um, give us I'll, give us a real brief rundown just as a refresher for people okay so ticket. the yeah. golden ticket episode Michael dresses up as Willy Wonka and comes up with an idea <laughs> to do okay. five, five golden tickets in yeah. five different boxes of paper and then those uh, businesses that receive that paper will get ten percent off their next order. Wow. Right. Okay. Orders for a year. For a for year. A, yep. For a yeah. year. Yep. And there is no limit, one per customer on the on the order. And uh, that is kind of just a very brief synopsis of what happens. And then as the episode progresses, you find out one individual company, the largest um, customer of Dunder Blue Cross, yeah. Blue Cross, Blue Cross. Yeah, gets all five golden tickets, um, which obviously applies to a 50% off their orders <laughs> for a year. <laughs> Which, uh, David Wallace is not pissed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love Michael going to Oscar and being like, "Hey, how much is ten percent off our Blue Cross account?" And he goes, ten percent. Blue Cross is our biggest account. It's going to be a serious hit." <laughs> like, and then you have Jim in the background. You found five golden tickets. <laughs> And does it say one per customer? <laughs> Jim's just shaking his nope, head. It doesn't. Nope. Nope. It doesn't. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So okay. So the idea is that maybe he did in fact put this in several different shipments, but Daryl, being the diligent warehouse manager that he is, saw this and decided to send those to on purpose blue cross hoping because to get michael fired that's the theory that's right? the because he goes down and confronts the warehouse he starts with one of my yeah. favorite interactions in the entire series which is going down to the warehouse and going hey hey idiot <laughs> idiot daryl goes start, start over start over <laughs> ask him about it excuse me thing. sir excuse me sir <laughs> hold yeah. on hold on well let's back right. it up even further right, right. all yeah. right Hit me. one of the best cold opens 
okay in the series in my yeah. opinion it yeah. is the knock knock who's there kgb kgb who? kgb who have you ever asked questions <laughs> <laughs> okay that's the cold open for yep. the golden ticket episode yep, yep. i love it, it is and of great... course jim jumps in with the ding dong ding, ding dong, dong. <laughs> ding dong yes <laughs> absolutely we uh, will wait for no one yeah <laughs> so can't you be no wait for no one <sighs> wonderful <right>. anyway <laughs> sorry. fast forward where we're fast we? forward so um it, mo- mo- thinking about this like is daryl is daryl the idea is okay daryl's vindictive to the point of like He's now getting back at Michael for all the transgressions against the warehouse. But why this, wouldn't he yeah, be? But this, this dates back. It. This dates back to one of uh, a, a very much discussed episode, basketball, when yep. he's trying to he's trying to get them to work on the weekend. Yep. Um, putting like serious stress on them, interrupting their workflow. Yep. They, there's major times where he's then he, the. Uh, uh, girls and guys where boys the and girls boys yep. and yep. girls episode yep. that he he's again interrupting them trying to solve it with pizza i mean there's a lot of and times ends up destroying the warehouse destroying <laughs> yeah. the warehouse let's talk about we'll get someone you know, to clean that up yeah we're, we're the ones that gotta clean that, that up, up. <laughs> <laughs> thank you and and like and those are the types of things that have constantly been happening yeah. he's always throwing parties in the warehouse like when they have to do inventory yeah inventory <sighs> luau oh my gosh <laughs> He's putting shit in the baler. He's running the baler yep. and ruining things. I can and I have. Safety briefings. Yeah, yep. we'll just talk yeah. about the safety briefings. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Give yeah. us the rundown on yeah. that. Okay. Hit that one up. Go. So, so safety briefing or uh, the episode where they go through and he talks about how they either have to do safety briefings once a year or after every incident. And they've never made it a whole year. <laughs> <laughs> We've never once made it a whole year. This particular incident... <laughs> One yes, office yes. worker yes. who so, will remain under unnamed. Daryl was getting some stuff down to the top shelf, and a worker who will remain nameless decided to kick the ladder out from under me, <laughs> and then yelled, Hey, Daryl, hang up the hanging. <laughs> <laughs> there so, again. For- Yes. Breaks his fucking leg. Safety training. So this I'm is seriously concerned for the for the safety yeah. of my workers. <laughs> Which is one of you know many instances where somebody yeah, has been yeah. damaged or hurt or injured in the warehouse. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's uh the workman's comp episode, obviously where Daryl is uh going over the the railing. They're using the scissor lift going using up the down. lift instead yeah. of the and stairs. He, and he breaks his leg and tries to claim that it was uh getting down boxes from a ladder he slipped and fell off the ladder which kind of makes it's you know it's kind of smart on daryl's point because it's happened before obviously yeah (laughs) oh he knew he could get away with it yeah exactly why would toby and dwight even believe him in the first place but dwight is in his dwight fashion had to get to the bottom of it there you go had to break had to break this wide open yeah but no that's a a lot led up to that so i guess i mean at this point we also know that daryl is not above holding a grudge Though, too, mm-hmm. if you think about in later episodes when uh, Andy's investigating the yeah. fire <laughs> yeah. of, <laughs> of the of the saber printers and Daryl's Daryl's trying to help him. And he's like and, and Daryl Daryl confidently says Andy's an idiot. He'll slip up eventually. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he knows he was waiting okay. for it. So he know? is vengeful. He is, is vengeful okay. enough that there's, he would do this potentially. Interesting. Yeah. There's an established and and there's also a portion too where Daryl goes through and tries to explain to Michael. Uh, yeah. We load what however many pallets of it on Blue Cross every week to buy a lot of paper. They buy a lot. Michael of does the. I'm gonna be honest with you. What is a pallet? <laughs> what is a pallet? <laughs> so, okay. Does that make you uncomfortable that Michael doesn't know what a pallet is? Yeah, he's yeah, been yeah, running yeah. this branch for yeah, how long? Fifteen years. Uh, he had he had no problem just like throwing them in, just willy nilly. Yeah. He yep. came in. He had no thought about this. Again, it's just one more thing that Michael has zero concern or know how about his job, and Daryl is <laughs> his major concern is work and proficiency. Yeah, but yep. he's also a vengeful person. I think it's very valid that he could have switched it around Darryl's, on purpose. I mean, Daryl's done stuff that could have gotten Michael fired before already when he forwards, uh, forwards the topless <laughs> photo yeah. of Jan to yes. everybody in the company. So he's, maybe that's he's a, a counterpoint. I'm a busy guy, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Mike that's a good counterpoint, busy. though, guys. Well, if if Daryl wanted Michael fired, he could have probably had him fired already. 
Yeah, well. So, do you, but do you think he hit his breaking point? At you know, and this was his moment. I will tell you that that the management that has the power that would be to fire Michael Scott has not done so. It's not because of Daryl's trying that he hasn't gotten fired. It's what's above Michael that he has not been fired. Okay. Okay. But But. go back to the last point we made where he forwarded it on to like Todd Packer. Right. If Daryl would have typed up a very appropriately worded email sending it to the powers that be up at corporate mm-hmm. Jan's photo is what I'm talking about. Right. He just said this was inappropriate. I do not, you know, and filed sexual Fair. harassment. Yes. He didn't do that. He forwarded it to Todd Packer because it's forwarded hilarious. It to, he forwarded it he to, forwarded to it everyone. everyone. <laughs> Minus Jan. Jan never Did saw you? it. Jan didn't see it till the deposition. Did That's you so he picked and he picked a bunch and of people? Oh, he did pick and choose. You're Cause, right. Because yeah. Jan never saw it until the deposition episode. Maybe he's he did just not an opportunist. That. Maybe he's That's a guy who you know, was presented with the opportunity and saw the chance to. He saw yeah. Michael running around in his fucking Willy Wonka velvet blazer yeah. and top hat, and I think said, I think he did. I think he, I I think it's very possible. Said, what if these all ended up at Blue Cross? Here's the thing, guys. Does this exist in the Scotch and Splenda universe Ugh. office canon? It's time to vote. Ugh. Vote it up. Is it is it in? Is it a thing? I'm gonna say yes. Okay, BJ. I'll say yes. I'm going to say no. You're going to say no. I'm going to say no. I think, and this isn't like, because I love Daryl. Okay. I just don't think Daryl gives a, like, gives a shit. Like, don't I, think... I don't, I just think he wouldn't have done it. He wouldn't have taken the time. He was probably eating chicken wings in his Very office. Valid. And I just think he, he, I think no. You don't I, think he stepped out of his way and his own workflow to mess with no, Michael? I think Michael level. really did just put five tickets in the five boxes side by side close boxes. you know on different you know close pallets and they were all pallets that were probably getting ready okay. to be loaded on the truck anyway okay and he threw them all in the same pallets and they threw them on the same truck and they all ended up at blue grass i say no okay i okay you're sending the tiebreaker to me and <laughs> as much as much as i as much as I honestly love this theory and the fact that I do believe that Daryl is vindictive enough or at least holds enough of a grudge to want to mess with Michael, I don't think that it was Daryl's doing as to why they all ended up at Blue Cross and that it was Michael's own doing. So I'm going to yes. vote no all right. on yes. this. And I don't believe this is canon in the Scotch and Splendor just not enough universe. <laughs> All right. Valid. Wonderful discussion, gentlemen. Thank you so much, Parker, yep. for, Thank you for giving the, us that amazing the theory. theory to, it was a great theory. To riff on. That was wonderful. Yep. Maybe we'll circle back to it. Maybe we'll chew on it. You never you never know. You we know. could make it back around when we talk about Daryl a little bit more. Yep. Sit there and marinate on it a little bit. Please. While we're doing that, we can marinate on our uh, wonderful beverages of the evening, which, uh, what are we drinking tonight, BJ? You have oh, brought us a wonderful bottle. We have a nice bottle tonight, boys. We are sipping on some Eagle Rare Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Mm. So Eagle Rare is from Buffalo Trace. Um, this is a 10-year-old Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Um, has a sweet, kind of oaky nose, full, um, complex body, and it is one of my favorites. It's delicious. So cheers, boys. Let's get into a cheers. Meat, cheers. Meat of this episode. All right. I like the Eagle Rare while he's uh, evaluating and taking another sip here. I really enjoy Ooh. the Eagle Rare because it's a little bit higher rye content than something like the Buffalo Trace that we had last week. So it's got a little yep. more spice. It's got a little more complexity to it um, versus your your standard Buffalo Trace flagship offering, that which burns. is pretty sweet, pretty easy drinking. It doesn't <laughs> burn, okay? This one's it's, definitely it's, got it's a warm, little it more going you on. Up. Right. It warms you up. All right. it's, it's a cold December day, and we're here warming up. Yeah. Lovely. BJ, you would say it's a... Uh, it's nice... Nice hot beverage on a cold December day. Yeah. Well, cheers, boys. Yeah. Cheers. Warms you up inside out. Well, um, I'd say for uh, it's it's definitely not bland, unlike uh, Toby Flenderson. So we might as well <laughs> mosey our way into that. God, you are so slow. <laughs> just, just finally, finally get to uh, Mr. Toby Flenderson, who is our main topic for today, right? Yes. I mean, we're talking. Everything Toby and we're and this is this there is no holes barred. Last week we talked about Michael Scott exclusively in season one. Strictly the season one dimensional, one unlikable racist. heathen, racist, misogynist, <laughs> yeah. terrible person that he was. 
<laughs> and and then but but this time we're gonna give you the entire we're gonna give you the entirety of of uh Toby Flenderson as best we can in what I suppose is a part, part one part one yeah, part one I'm okay. sure yeah. we'll revisit we're there's gonna no have way to. we can cover all of the Toby that we want to cover in an hour for for sure so well where do we want to start here do you want to talk about kind of our first like me our first impressions of to- actually who is Toby who is Toby uh that's good. Okay, yeah. Let's start with who is Toby. Who Toby, is Toby? played by Paul Lieberstein. He is a writer for the show, um, eventually becomes the showrunner for the show after Greg leaves to do Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. Greg Daniels. Yep, Greg Daniels. Um, he, uh, I mean, Paul Lieberstein is an amazing writer. Uh, he, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't even know. We could look up how many episodes he he has written Maybe. for The Office start to, start to finish. Um, but he wasn't really even supposed to be. You know, an actor on the like show, like a character, he right? was, or, he or was, an actor. Right? Yeah, yeah. He was asked to play this role yeah. by Greg. You know, during yeah. table reads, and so he kind of got thrown into it, and frankly, just killed the role of Toby. And he got the role off just reading lines. Yeah, absolutely. Just not even. If he didn't, yeah, like you say, he didn't want anything to do with it, and it's he, he didn't. Never, he want, never had an acting role. No. Yeah, yeah. He never had an acting. And role. he Strictly could make writing. Steve Carell break. More than any other character. Seriously, yes. And oh there's God. there are some some bloopers out there where you can you can hear a true Steve Carell cackle at some of the stuff that Paul Lieberstein <laughs> would do in scenes. Like he handed him a book in a scene, yeah. And Michael's supposed to be mad at him, and Paul Lieberstein wrote a, on a sticky note on the book, so when Michael opened it, it just said "fuck you, Steve." <laughs> and so like. <laughs> <laughs> and and Steve Carell just broke like like no one has broke before you know and oh. so his comic genius is yeah. amazing which is why you know how people say like you know someone is a good actor if they're in a role where they're playing a bad guy and you hate that guy yeah. that means they're a good actor because they're doing a good job and that is yeah, exactly man. what Paul is he's a fantastic 100%. at what he does as Toby now let's get in the meat episode because fuck Toby am I right fuck, <laughs> well I don't know if we're no. all going to agree with you on no. this okay so um, so I will tell you this, like, I'm going to, I'll give you, I'll give you a little bit of an impression that I, I get from Toby. I'm, I'll, I'll go very general here. Toby to me, um, as we've heard, he's, he's like, do I have a passion for HR? He expresses this at one point or another uh, that he says, do I have a passion for HR? He's like, I mean, uh, well, I was, he was practicing to be a, a like priest, seminary, a monk, seminary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he felt, he kind of have sex with this girl, <laughs> Kathy, Kathy. Kathy. Yeah. And when I have sex with the girl, Kathy followed her back to Scranton, got the first job in HR. He could later. She divorced me. Also. So no, I don't think I have a passion for HR. <laughs> continuity error. Heads okay. up. Yeah. In season one, hot girl, him and. The hot girl. Yeah. They they are bonding over the fact that they went to the same high school. Oh. Bishop O'Hara. Yep. And so that whole. Piss who cares. Yeah. Piss slop who cares. (laughs) (laughs) Piss slop who cares. So so then. So continuity area there. Sorry to interrupt. Okay. That was going to get brought up. But yeah. So um, so he. So so the origin of Toby. Let's talk about it. He, he had to have grown up in Scranton. He had to have grown up in Scranton. I would say maybe he moved away to the seminary. Then he came back to Scranton. Oh, okay. Followed her back to Scranton. And then they never, they, they then never they really got together. Explicitly say either that this Bishop O'Hara was like in Scranton high school. Do yeah, they? That's fair. Well, they, it was in the air. Like, I mean, cause like they, it was close enough that like their high school football teams played. Sure. Imp- you know, implied. Yeah. But yeah, I just mean like maybe it could have been a close nearby city. And then like he went off to a fair state enough. college. See where for... I was going to go with it is that Toby is a liar. Oh, about well, his about his seminary oh, my thing. Goodness. Hey, that's that he never he is a liar. That maybe he was. That was what he wore for Halloween one year because he's uh, so fucking boring. Like, <laughs> so that all being said, I guess what I was gonna say is is he is he doesn't have a passion for HR. I will I will propose this to you guys, Toby. As we've actually found out. The most likable person in the office, probably, and the most one of the most interesting and fun guys, 
However, is constantly shoved to the back and back to the annex by Michael. Did you yeah. just say he's one of the most interesting? Absolutely. I oh, absolutely. My God, I no. will tell you why. In the minority on this episode. I will, no. tell, I will tell you why. Listen to him tell the Scranton Strangler stories over and over I will, and over. Okay. Oh, the my. man no, is we a prolific hey, author one of good murder story mysteries. To tell. Oh, okay. We haven't gotten okay. to his character arc. <laughs> Give me time. And All so. Right. So during let's talk let's talk season one maybe two into like five right so Toby is actually he loves to travel yes he did get divorced and everything Jim actually makes mention of he actually uh, used to hang out with Toby all the time and then he got moved back to the annex and uh, and then he didn't really see Toby much anymore he introduces uh, Jim to uh, Dunderball um, he so he does have a fun side. Um, he wants to move to Costa Rica. He was planning on just moving out uh, when when uh, the Scranton branch was going to be downsized yep. that we found out. I mean, so really the only person who has a vendetta against him really is Michael. I will say one of my favorite running gags in the show is that anybody who is the manager at any point has animosity for Toby during their <laughs> okay. time as the manager. Okay, continue. So yeah. you've got like Michael hates Toby. Yeah. Yep. Hates Toby with a for good reason. fiery uh, passion. For good. Right? We'll Andy, later a manager, does not like Toby. Bitches about Toby. <laughs> Jim, in an episode where he is an acting manager while Michael <laughs> is out, he's trying to put together the the birthday the, party. The collective birthday and parties. He goes, and he goes, Toby is just Sometimes he's just a lot, you, you know? know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't see the big problem with that. Well, it's a cake, Toby, so <laughs> come on. <laughs> so that's like that's one of my favorite running gags is that everybody who's a manager at some point hates yeah. Toby for something or rather, which it's, is always very funny. But why does no. when does when does when do when does management ever love like HR. HR? They don't. I think maybe that's kind of the add-on. I there. think in the real world you need to love your HR and you need to be on the same team. Okay? <laughs> Yes. Yes. You got a lot of head yes. shaking over at Nick Morell as well. <laughs> Wait, so. Yes, it's, it's they are your checks and balance, okay? And you need to have a good communication with them and you don't need to be friends with these people cuz I am not friends with my HR manager, but we have a check and balance relationship and that's how it, it should be. Okay. But here's my thing. There was no checks and balance relationship between the two because no. Toby sucked at his job. <laughs> Toby's okay? terrible. He's HR. awful okay. at his job. He is the worst HR manager I've ever seen, and I yeah. have a theory. I have a. Well, I have We're going to get into theories. this. I have a lot of theories about Toby, but my very first theory right. is that Toby purposefully never got Michael in trouble for any of the shit that Michael did because if he had a real boss come in, they would realize how fucking bad he was at his job. Wow. Uh, <sighs> That's fair. He does have, so he does have. Sorry, all I got the, a little wound well, up there. <laughs> Shots fired. So you think back on like, okay, so you think back on yeah, uh, Toby as an HR rep. Right. Think back on the episode with the complaints, right? Yeah. And he's got the special file at corporate for all of Dwight's shit, but he doesn't really. No. What he's got is an end of the episode outro a la Raiders of the Lost Ark, where he is just putting this box of complaints yeah. on a fucking shelf full yeah. of thousands of boxes yeah. of yeah. complaints. That's yeah. him being terrible at his job. That's a bad HR Because guess right. what? Arguing with you that Some of the stuff that Jim rep. did to Dwight, like, Jim should have been written up Very for, fair. talked to about, and it should have come to an end. I mean, there are some pranks that, I mean, we'll get into a prank, we'll do a prank episode, but you, we need to, like, talk just about, like, there has there was no... HR support to any of the employees, including Michael. I have. I'm no, building a case, yeah. and I'm going to lead you. I'm going to lead this path until you can. We kind of get to it, and I don't know when it's going to happen, guys. But my major theory for the office will be coming sooner or later, whenever we get to it. And th this is this is going to be a slight nod to it. Okay. Now I want you to think about one thing here. Okay. Well, a couple things. HR in Dunder Mifflin. Right. Um, we have we have uh, Toby, who is working at what is essentially the idea of a failing paper, a failing branch in this paper company that's more than likely going to be downsized, who's supposed to be, as you guys say, filing complaints away for these people that who gives a shit at this point in a corporate standpoint. We do find out later on that when uh, think about when uh, the uh, 
corporate job comes up yeah. and David Wallace says very, very quickly to Jim as he's spacing out, uh, I think you're going to love it here. The only person you're really not going to get along with is Kendall, our HR guy. <laughs> it's like, and we actually, we, we meet Kendall later yeah. on. Who's and the dullest person The ever. dullest person. Duller than Toby, yep. even. Oh, yeah. We also have another reference here who, when Holly is, makes makes a call on the idea of Meredith, who's made this offense. Prostituting, prostituting herself for her set, Steakhouse. Yes. For gift cards and yep. free steak. Free you steak. ever had sirloin steak, honey? <laughs> 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 We're getting deep here, guys. I hope you guys. I hope you guys are still following along here. We're getting a little yeah. deep on this. Another reference is that when she's on the phone with Kendall, Kendall literally says, "Holly, I thought this was very clear. We just needed the signatures. Every other branch has been able to do this. Why are you having trouble with this? They want to check their boxes and they want to be done with the HR. You got it. So I think that Toby Flenderson has this job in HR that has no longer been represented." as anything important for the branch and that he has simply been sitting at his desk hoping to God that he can just sit there and do what he needs to do until he can leave for Costa Rica. Boom. Counterpoint. Counterpoint. (laughs) (laughs) Everything you just said was great. you have two minutes. Your time starts now. You brought up a great point that I was going to bring up myself in a very different light. Okay. 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 And that is Holly. Holly. Holly Holly starts, right? And so at this point, they're not going to be downsized, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because the merge has already happened. They're they're running. They're making profits. Okay. So Holly starts. So right away, obviously, Michael does not like Holly because he has bad taste in his mouth for HR because of Toby. Okay. Okay. Holly comes in, first of all, has a sense of humor, can dig at Toby immediately they become they make a bond and then who hates holly in the first episode that she's there I michael mean, everyone i mean i guess pretty much everyone okay but who michael really lead them but who really hates michael meredith and creed okay hates Be- michael hates holly holly oh, sorry. Oh, oh, sorry because holly asks creed i can't wait to sit down with you and talk about what, <laughs> what it is do you, you do, do here, here? Yeah, and what does Creed do? She's yeah. asking Gets, questions that nobody should know the answer to. Right, Quabbly, she is gonna get to the bottom of it. Quality, quality Ashwitz. No, that's not it. But I'm close. Uh, yes. So a worthless waste of the uh, waste of the hour hourly dollar that is Creed. Don't get me wrong, we all love Creed. I mean, but. The dude does not earn his keep, no. okay? <laughs> like the, the he spends old... all day sprouting mung beans. Yeah, but... <laughs> damn paper towel and stuff. And immediately, you know, Ollie just asks a very simple question: "What do you do here?" He can't even respond to it because he does less than nothing. He lives right. under his desk. Yeah. Okay. And and then immediately hates her. Right. Meredith immediately hates her because yeah. the same thing. And then it goes back to the future episode where she finds out that Meredith is sleeping around with supplier discounts. It's like. Holly was a good HR manager. Right. Who loved Holly more than anyone else on the show? Michael. Michael! Michael loved the good HR manager and hated the bad. This is not an argument of whether or not Toby was a shitty HR rep. I think it's established. (sighs) Toby's a shitty HR rep. As a company, they have a terrible culture regarding HR. The argument is whether or not Toby is a good character. I enjoy Toby as a character. I wouldn't want him to leave. I love Toby, Like, but he's just like... No, fuck Toby. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna B- get us off of this BJ, really fast. BJ, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Now you don't have to disclose right. the company, but are you by chance a manager in a in a company? <laughs> I, I am a, I am a manager in a company. He has yes. an animosity towards HR. Interesting. No, I am disagreeing with it. I think okay. he's terrible. I would have fired him. Okay. Like, he would have been gone, and I would have hired a good HR manager. I would have hired Holly. I would have fallen in love with Holly. She's weird, but. Well. I would have hired, I would have, <laughs> as a manager, I would rather have a good HR manager, but I, then again, I am, I right. I'm not Michael. Spe- speaking <laughs> of, speaking of, speaking of falling in love and like, you know, la la la, uh, a little bit of a transition here for us. Okay. To get us off of this heated debate. Um, there's always been a point that, uh, Pam has always kind of found Toby actually kind of attractive. She's yes. always had a little okay. bit of a she crush. She's had a little bit of a crush on him. We find that out a little bit later on. In uh, Goodbye Toby. In Goodbye Toby. Right. But even before that, on uh, the fire drill, uh, when the fire alarm goes off, yes. she yes, actually, yes, yes, yes. she even mentions, he said, and they're like trying to play the whole, who would you who would do? You do? Yeah. 
and the girls are kind of off doing their own little thing. And, and to- Pam says, well, Toby's kind of cute. And some of them shake their head. <laughs> Phyllis <laughs> is like, no, but yeah. she finds him kind of attractive. And again, what? so my big thing is, what if, what if Toby had nutted up and asked Pam out when she was available? What if? Then I think they would have gone on dates. You think they would have gone on a date? They might even have gotten married. But guess what? It would have ended in divorce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which which leads us to one of the better jokes in the series, and maybe the meanest joke in the entire series, Okay, which is where Michael is doing introductions, and he says that, Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> no, every, we're all one big family here. Well, except Toby, because he's HR, so he's corporate, so he's not really part of our family. And in fact, he's recently divorced, so he's not even part of his own family. <laughs> which is just fucking brutal. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> lord! He's there not are even some part of his yeah. own family. There are some uh, singers, man. Uh, Michael, okay. I mean, and, and I hate that you're putting me in a position to defend Toby because it's not what I'm here to do. <laughs> here we are, babe. But, but Michael does go way Welcome over to the, the top with with, <laughs> with Toby on yeah. some of the comments he makes. Like, what what is the thing he says where he's just like, as I was saying that. I knew it was wrong. Yeah. What does he say to him in the conference room? Do you well, show us your I, penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> What's going on here, guys? <laughs> How do we know it wasn't you? I was at my daughter's recital. It's like, whatever. Yeah. Prove it. Yeah. Show us your penis. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, it's Toby, convicted rapist. <laughs> oh, God. That's not true. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> there is, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Just since we're on the, the Michael to Toby hate train, if you do have Peacock, go and watch the super fan episodes, which we all are. And if you're listening, hopefully you've already watched them. There is a moment where uh, when Michael is going with Daryl and Toby to corporate to ask for a raise from Jan yep. in the truck, uh, after Daryl says, "Oh, I got a cousin. I got a cousin in New York." He's like, "He's uh, maybe maybe I'll stay up there with him." And Toby says, "Well, how are we gonna get home?" He's like, "Oh, you guys can stay too." He's like, "He's got a big place." Michael says, "Maybe I'll stay too." He's like, "It's not that big." <laughs> <laughs> but shortly after, he's like, "Yeah, you can take the bus home," and. Michael says, quick. what's that? Get you back. Get quick. you back quick. Yeah. Michael says to Toby, he's like, he says, maybe you could get yourself a hooker, find yourself a hooker, forget about your divorce for an hour. <laughs> oh my God almighty. <laughs> and just lit. And, and Toby stands up for himself very briefly. He says, he says, Hey, you can't talk to me that way. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have yelled. And he quickly backs off. <laughs> And Michael is just, he just lit him up in the worst possible way. Toby is a pushover. He is, oh, yeah, he does 100%. roll over. He is so non-confrontational. I totally get it. I, I understand why people hate Toby. Okay. Why just, you might. I just think he's a bad person. Like, uh, I don't think he's a You good think person. he's a bad person? Okay. All right. Exhibit A. Uh, hit me. Season nine, episode 19. Okay. Jim and Pam are going through their hard times and Pam starts to doubt their relationship. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And they seek the, the comfort and refuge of uh, help. And uh, that's like Nellie and Toby, right? Yeah. And after counseling sessions, uh, we see Nellie and Toby in the break area talking shit about Pam and Jim. Um, that's pretty shit. Okay. Like he is he, hoping that they break up. I know he's actively hoping that they break he's up. He's always rooting against them, to be honest. He's rooting against because Jim. He wants Pam. He wants yeah, Pam. he's rooting against Jim. And I guess it's a Is li- there anything wrong with that? I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it's the same way Jim is rooting against Roy, you know. Yeah, like, it's a good point. I don't know. Maybe, but I just So again, okay. What if Pam and Toby got together? They'd be divorced. They <laughs> <laughs> Like right now in twenty twenty one, they'd be divorced. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. You don't think it would have lasted? I get. I, mean, I don't. I think Costa Rica could have saved it for him, but that's fine. I okay. get it. I have one question for you, AJ. All right. If you were in a room with a gun and two bullets, and you were with <laughs> Hitler and Bin Laden and Toby, who would you kill? <laughs> shoot, I'd shoot Toby twice. <laughs> also, one of the meaner jokes. Also, a really rough joke. I like how this episode mostly turned into the harshest jokes. From Michael to Toby. Yeah. Well, so like, okay, so like season one, right off the bat, you get uh, 
you get sort of introduced to like the animosity surrounding Michael and Toby, right? And it's I think it's diversity day where he goes to come in and make some stupid joke and Michael tells him to get out. Yeah. And he's like like as he's walking in and then he tries to laugh it off and he's like, No, I'm serious. Get out. <laughs> like, yeah, really kicks Toby out of the meeting. Yeah. One one of the better jokes I think with Toby is and I couldn't tell you the episode off the top of my head. Somebody on Twitter or Facebook or whatever will have to name it, but it's where Toby makes some crack and Michael pauses for a second and you see him in the periphery of the camera start to get up and walk out and Michael turns and goes, Get out. Get out. And Toby goes, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's I know. already on yeah. his way out. Great long joke. <laughs> Great long play on that. No, the <laughs> what's the one where he's the devil, everything the devil says is the opposite. Okay, well, fine. You can talk about your religions. Thank you for your permission. <laughs> so, okay. He, calls, uh, he actively calls Toby the Antichrist. The Antichrist. <laughs> the thing, that, here's, here's, I have to take this back because I got to take it back around because Michael actively actively excludes toby from the office from everything from everything okay but beach day okay but toby also actively excludes himself from the office <sighs> i feel because he hasn't felt welcome because of michael's hostility bj <laughs> yes. how dare you well yes. he's not trying he's lazy and he's dumb and he's not good at his job <laughs> i will not sit here and listen to this bullshit slander all right hold on i have a question <sighs> do you think that Toby and Kelly fucked. Oh God, no! Uh, oh, you're talking. You want to? Wait, wait, man, wait! I don't know. You, Sorry, you wanna, we're jumping here. You want? You're gonna? Wow, this is a big jump, friend. <laughs> we already discussed. Is this gonna be an every episode thing? We talked about Toby definitely fucking Meredith at a low yeah, point. Yeah, but that was during his divorce too. and all this. I think post divorce and like he's is trying Toby to get back out there. Toby just the female Meredith of the now, office. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. Remember how Toby used to sit in that desk right by Kelly where Jim had to go um, when Michael borrowed his d- desk in the episode where he had the, uh, the big yeah. stinky thing yeah. in his office. Yeah, yeah. And Kelly We're says, Todd Packer yeah. shit on Todd the Backer floor. Todd Packer shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Kelly <laughs> said, Don't yeah. try to church it up there, BJ. Yeah. Let's just, let's yeah. call it Todd out. Packer put a shit on his floor. <laughs> Fantastic. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Great. Uh, I think the real reason that Toby moved desks was because that they hooked up and she was trying to Ryan him and he okay. had to get away from her. Just even just That's that. That's a good point. Just that separator was enough. And on top of that, she was obviously probably super annoying. Talking sit, his ear off. Talking his ear off. Yeah. But I think it I think it stemmed from something a little more. I think maybe he he broke and they uh they went out and I think they hooked up, guys. Uh, Calling it. Do you think that they hooked up? I think they hooked up. I don't think they I disagree. Up. I don't think I don't I think that there are a few lines that Toby would be willing to cross ethically from that standpoint, right? Can we get some emails or some tweets at us on if you think Toby and Kelly hooked up ever? Did Toby and Kelly hook up? It would have been pre-season one. Scotch Splenda on damn near everything. Damn near everything. (laughs) Because I want to hear your thoughts out there, guys, okay? And and I'll tell you what. If you send us a tweet, an Instagram, a TikTok response, or anything, anyway, an email, I will read it out loud. There you go. And I will will right the then, and then that's how we'll vote if this is real. Fair enough. That'll be the vote for this question that you have that you want to involve this. You want to involve this in the Scotch and Splenda office canon ethos. Yep. All right. Fair enough. This did Toby smash Kelly? Did Toby smash Ke- Kelly? Okay. Did Kelly smash Toby? Did Kelly smash I, Toby? I if there was smashing that occurred, Kelly, Kelly was, was definitely Toby. in charge. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Kelly's top. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine we're gonna have to scrap this whole fucking episode. <laughs> All right, well, so okay, let's let's. I'm gonna push this on just a little bit, okay? Yeah, please because, keep us on track, babe. Because we we do have to talk about, like you brought up earlier, we do have to talk about some of some of the character arc that happened with Toby and what happened in the later seasons. Toby goes through where he is kind of a little bit pathetic. I get you. And then he 
kind of has this redemption. He runs his five Ks and like <laughs> yeah, does this. You know, at one point he mentions he has volleyball practice. Volleyball practice. He's athletic and whatnot. You know, like I say, he's an interesting guy. He's got a lot going on outside the office. Okay, yep. the office is not his world. Unlike boring ass people like Pam and Jim, and Dwight. Mm. And Andy, Dwight is called Dwight. Boring. <laughs> okay, well, Dwight I think he might that's have a different more episode. Yeah, he's got. All right, we're not going to go there today. It's a different episode. But just, just take that one back. Here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing. But we do unfortunately see this. Honestly, I think terrible character arc that turns turns Toby into a very nerdy, kind of borderline pathetic, obsessive with this. Scranton Strangler jury duty. Yeah. And I I do. Unfortunately, I think it turned him into a very, very boring, like throwaway character later on in the series. I'm here I'm I, hearing you. I I'm letting this ride. I don't I think from season one he was boring and throwaway, but he had his place in the office world for sure. I mean he think about like we're having do you, a, okay, so do you, so then if you are think he was already boring, did he become more interesting because of the Scranton Strangler jury duty? I think uh, yes, I think that's proven because he finally has a story that people kind of want to hear about and people get excited for a minute and then they get sick of it, but he can't let it go because okay. he finally found something that like, you know, once people hear me talk, maybe they'll find me interesting and I think at the end of the day, okay. Toby, objectively, if you were to look at the facts about Toby. Yeah as a third party, is an interesting individual. The man is, he writes crime, crime drama novels. novels. Yeah. Right? He moved and lived in Costa Rica, broke his back ziplining, mm-hmm. which is an exciting story. He <laughs> served on the most prolific murder trial on the eastern seaboard for however long. There you go. Until was Bob the, Vance is found out about. Was the sole oh, juror that objected to sending him to prison, and then goes on a mission to try and prove his innocence later on. I think that Toby's okay. an interesting individual. I'm gonna, yeah, I I agree with you, and I'm gonna throw one more thing at you, unless you have something to interject on that note with Ben. Oh, I got Ben. <laughs> you got Ben. <laughs> That's when I'm in trouble. <laughs> Bj. Yikes. Ugh. Okay. No, I I. I don't. All I, I hope this is a segue into talking about maybe Toby's this Grand Strangler. I hope that's kind of where you're going with it. We can we'll, we can but top out with that, but I I think that's going to be it's like the one of the most common fan theories out there. And as a podcast talking about fan theories, we can't not talk about it. We'll I'm definitely gonna, end gonna, up probably doing a whole episode or two if I had to guess on. Scranton Strangler theories. Okay. I'm gonna blow your guys's mind right now for the blow it for a reason. Blow it. You ready for this? Michael hates Toby because he's jealous of everything that he does. Elaborate. Uh, more. Toby is an athletic individual. It's true. Michael he runs a seven-minute mile. That's pretty good. Runs a seven-minute mile. Lost a ton of weight. Looks lost a lot of weight. Seasons. He looks great, doesn't he? Michael, after season one, lost a lot of weight. Toby writes crime drama. Michael tried to write Threat Level Midnight, trying oh. to do this. Screenplay. Okay. Yes. He's uh, he was married at one point. Michael can't let it go that he's been divorced, that he was unsuccessful yep. in this reason. He has a child. He falls in love with Toby's little girl. Damn it. Right. You're making good points. <laughs> I can keep going. <laughs> okay. What's his what's his but, daughter's name? Sasha. 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 That's right. Does, okay. Sa- does she have a godfather? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So throughout the seasons, we actually find out that Michael uh, honestly, kind of, I I believe, I truly believe, Toby is everything that Michael is not, and everything that Michael wants to be. He wants to be a divorced dad. No, Secretly, he wants to be a dad. Period. A dad. Period. <laughs> a dad. Period. And, and don't you, and don't you come in here and poke holes no just because you're upset? <laughs> okay. So the uh, and the other big thing is uh, again, secretly, although it's not really known to either of them. Pam actually finds Toby kind of cute, and Michael would love nothing more than to be attractive in Pam's eyes. Accurate. Yeah. Tries to kiss Pam at Diwali. There right? you yeah. go. I'm telling you, man. Toby told is... Jan that they dated. Yeah. In dinner night or in dinner go. in dinner party. Yeah. 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 Yep. That's so a good point. That's I have a super to good say point. That I think the reason behind I... the hate 
of of Toby from Michael is specifically because he is everything that he is not just and everything he wants to be. If you started this whole so long jealous. conversation with just one simple fact that that Pam is attracted to Toby for some reason, <laughs> yeah. and Michael is jealous and but hates him because just... of that, then I would have said, damn, sir, I agree. And he okay, put Toby. I would have agreed to that 100%. He put Toby in the farthest reach from reception that could possibly be in the office. Boom. But he also put Kelly down there, too. Well, but that's he just... also <laughs> just... A... Kelly, okay. Kelly was Kelly there. Kelly <laughs> Again, a whole nother episode. <laughs> <laughs> so... There it is, guys. I'm just saying, like, I think that's the whole reason behind the Michael hate of Toby. I think that's I fair. think that I mean, obviously that's that's a good theory. I can, like I, can I can <laughs> I can't I can't even I no rebuttal. <laughs> can I ask for a vote on this? No. Oh, no? Okay. Yeah, you can. We're allowed I, to vote. I'm in on that. You're in on that? Yeah. Yes, a, I think that's part of it. I I'm think, a sucker for conspiracy theories or fan theories that make sense i'll be your easy one to please <laughs> from here on out for sure yeah. i just think that i come back to my original statement that i think that michael does not like toby because toby's the fun squash oh. because he has to be because he's hr but he's, he's HR. just really really bad at being an hr manager yeah but michael's also really really bad at just being a person and manager yeah. in general <laughs> so <laughs> Jim's not always a great salesperson. Yeah. You know kind of sucks in reception. Yeah, that's sometimes. Yeah. Weird. sometimes you let it go to voicemail. Creed doesn't know what his fucking job is. So <laughs> I think as Why? a whole, it's incredible that this office managed to stay afloat, period. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it only did because Stanford lost Josh. That is true. And That'd be a fun. Is. I think we That'd all agree on that theory. theory. We talked on. about it on episode 100%. one already. What if Josh so, stayed? If Josh stayed, then Stan, or then Stan, or Scranton would have closed. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to share like a favorite Toby moment? How about a favorite Toby moment? I like that. Sure. We've been kind of finished up on uh, Michael that way last episode, right? So. Yeah. We've, I think we've all sort of established our cringy Toby moments for the most part. Right. With the exception of the obvious. Uh, him with the hand on Pam's knee. The hand yeah. on the when knee. When they all get locked. That That's got to be one so of your biggest rough. cringe Toby was, moments, right, for quite, everybody? It was quite the lingering moment with the finger stroke that added to that. The the <sighs> shot of, of Jim in. just like turning head 45 <laughs> degrees and snapping eyes down on the knee yeah. is pretty good. <laughs> And uh, everybody realizes what's going on. And then Toby's like, you know, I'm just going to, I think I'm going to hop the fence and just jog home. Yeah. And then it's your clear stunt double with like the sort of bald wig on. Yeah. just hops over that shit. Uh, I think, I think mine is honestly when he, when he tries to kiss himself, AKA Nelly, Nelly dressed dresses as him. Toby, yeah. <laughs> oh my is God. maybe the most cringe worthy <laughs> moment oh. for me for toby man whips off the glasses oh it's bad it's it yeah he tries he tries to play whatever character he's writing in his in his crime novel and he it's weirder because he's trying to essentially kiss himself yeah so that's a that's my that's my moment guys okay mine uh Mine is the Casino Night episode when oh yeah when he when Michael has all these crazy fun ideas because Michael's fun unlike Toby yeah and Toby has to shut him down because for once he did his job it's like so he says yeah, he's he, like well can you do the list yeah I did well I didn't think that it would be appropriate to have Boy Scouts in there because it's a school night and it's a dangerous warehouse and Hooters is catering and it's we're gambling, gambling and. Yeah. Alcohol is being alcohol served. Alcohol is being served. Is 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 that enough? Should I keep Should going? I keep going? <laughs> Why are you the way that you are? Honestly, every time I try to do something fun or exciting, you make it not that way. I hate <laughs> so much about the things you choose to be. <laughs> <laughs> The greatest line ever uttered. <laughs> that I is hate amazing. so much about the things you, you choose to be. be. <laughs> uh, I say that all the time in I my know. work and professional <laughs> life. Why are you the way that you are? Like, I don't go on to say the rest, but that one sticks every day in my life. Why are you the way that you are? Why are we doing this? <laughs> I, I can't agree with you more. I will follow you up with a favorite moment of Toby in the fact that when he calls Michael's bluff, so obviously. Yes, that's my favorite Toby moment in Casino Night. Go ahead then. Yeah, I'll let you. I'll just let where you. 
it's the very first hand of yeah. this poker tournament. <laughs> I and have a good Michael, hand. <laughs> Michael glances at his cards and pushes his chips all in. All in. <laughs> and Toby looks at his cards for a second and goes, yeah, I'll call. <laughs> and Michael goes, are you insane? I went, I went all in, in the first hand, the Toby. First hand. Like, it's supposed it to be don't obvious you, you don't do this. Don't you think that maybe I have some pretty good cards? He goes, I have good cards. <laughs> Michael... Michael loses the hand, yeah. throws his fucking cards to death. Like, you just ruined that, didn't you? <laughs> and then he Toby, says, in a talking head. Yeah, and then Toby goes on in a talking head interview and says, it felt pretty good taking money from Michael. I'm going to chase that feeling. <laughs> Maybe there again is the whole setup as to why Toby is just the worst to Michael. Yeah. <laughs> like Maybe he just wants to, to make his days not worthwhile. Yeah, I'm going to chase it. that feeling. Yep. I'm going to chase that feeling. If luck had nothing to do with it, I'd win every time. <laughs> <laughs> Two queens at casino yeah. night. I'm going to drop a deuce, deuce on, on everybody. <laughs> I don't want to get the weeds on casino night. I, I love that oh, episode. Man. Wonderful episode. Codename Remax is here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. We can't. There's not enough Lane time. Jevinson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well... I think that's going to be all for Scotch and Splenda tonight there, fellas. Yep. Yes, sir. I think sir. that's all we can. Here BJ, we are. Have we, have we convinced you by the end of this episode? Do you see Toby as a more complex character that maybe was not so shitty as you previously believed? No, Toby's a piece of shit. God wow. damn it, BJ. <laughs> okay. Got heated there in that episode. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. So Now, he has you, some good... I mean, I would not trade him for the world. And I definitely wouldn't trade Paul Lieberstein. I love Paul Lieberstein. I think that's a great place to end this episode. Uh, Make sure if you are continuing to listen to the podcast that you are still rating and reviewing us on uh, whatever podcast platform that you're listening on. You got that five stars. Smash that five stars. Make sure you're writing a review. And while you write your review, make sure you are leaving us your fan theory, guys. So next week, we're going to be talking all about our guest stars, our favorites, our least favorites, things that we loved, things that we hated people who played the role so well that we hated them for doing it (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and we're gonna be having a good old time yes awesome and at the end we're gonna ask for your opinion most definitely which you'll be able to uh shout out at us on social media which you're gonna find where aj uh twitter tiktok facebook instagram it's at scotch splenda that's just at scotch splenda no and no ampersand at scotch splenda and if you'd rather email us for your fan theories uh, make sure you shoot it on over to Scotch and Splenda Podcast at gmail.com. All spelled out, Scotch and Splenda Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on any social media platforms, you can find me, BJ, at I Am The Beach. That's Beach, B E E J, on Instagram and TikTok. Nick, where can we find you? Yeah. Uh, you can find me uh, just about everywhere at Nick Morella. That's N I C K M E R U L L A. You'll find that on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. On Instagram, you're find me at at Morella Nick, uh, M-E-R-U-L-L-A-N-I-C-K, because that bastard Nick Morella in New Jersey who follows me on Twitter took that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can find me just about anywhere on social media, guys. A-J-A-Y-V-E-N-S. It's A-J Vance. Anywhere on social media, just plug it in and find me. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys so much again for joining us for Scotch and Splenda. Uh, I guess until next time, we'll catch you on the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.